two words to describe Michelle Spatafora are generous and committed. Michelle has been so generous in sharing her faith and fitness expertise. And then she is so committed for you, for everyone to know Jesus and love him. You're gonna love our conversation. Here we go. Today's show, we have Michelle Spatafora. She's a faith and fitness coach, a TV show host, and a speaker. So Michelle, we're so thankful that you're joining us today. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be here. I cannot wait to have a conversation with you. <laughs> well, and we're on the same platform with Liftable. I know that you ha have done a lot with faith and fitness. I know that you're into cooking and I have so much of that love in my heart as well. So I'm excited to talk about all of these topics today. I just really want to know, how did you get started with incorporating faith into your fitness and your cooking and everything that you're doing? Yeah, so I have been teaching fitness classes since 1984. And mm -hmm. I always loved teaching fitness classes. And when I first started teaching, I really had no faith at all. God was kind of a non-entity in my life. And when I came to know about the love and the truth and what Jesus did for me, I was so moved by it. And one of my personality traits is I'm an includer. Like if I'm having people over, I'm gonna invite people over. And so when I came to experience so much joy from this new faith that I had, I wanted everyone to know about him. Um, where I live, only about 7% of people go to church on a Sunday. And so as I was sitting there kind of praying to God, saying, God, you know, I'm struggling to get people to come to church. I want them to know you. And I just heard this little whisper and it was, um, you know, take me to your fitness platform. And I thought, well, that's different. What is it? You know, I'm trying to think, what does that look like? And I was teaching in a club here in Evergreen and I started to incorporate Christian music into it. I started to um, share stories that had happened to me with my faith. And I was a little bit timid at first, you know, like I'd say, um, you know, a long time ago, a guy named Luke, who was a physician, said this. <laughs> and I wouldn't necessarily at first say the scripture verse, but, you know, I, I just felt like so much encouragement in my soul when I was doing this, mm -hmm. that I got more and more bold. People started coming up after class who had never really been to church um, and said stuff like, hey, you sound like you really believe about this God stuff will you go out and have a glass of wine with me? And you know, things like that, just people right. started to get intrigued. There was a man I know who was Jewish who was sitting in the front row and he'd be singing all the songs along that you know I was playing and stuff. And so that's how it kind of started. And then in just some really crazy ways, God, um, got me to this convention where it was about it was called the national religious broadcasting convention and there i was like so uncomfortable i was like god what am i even here for i you know i was like you owe me i don't want to be here but anyway because of that convention i passed out a very poor quality dvd but that's how it kind of began on tv with some of the people there um receiving that dvd and so we started with um you know the, the one show the faithful workouts exercise show 
And then I was cooking one day and just felt like, you know, this is something so many people struggle with and it's not that hard and it's so important into our faith, I mean, into our health. And it's also a part of our faith because when we can cook, we're more apt to have people into our home. Right. And so I literally just sent a, a spur of the moment, you know, email off to the, one of the stations, five minutes, send us a pilot. We were just talking about this and I'm like, I got no pilot. It's just like, it was, wow. it, it just came in here five minutes ago, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's how I make decisions emotionally. And so I sent them some ideas and they were like, absolutely get going. So we then created the fresh table. Several okay. So on liftable, you have fresh table. And then what is your workout show called? That's called faithful workouts. That's kind of like I would say the umbrella name of our, our ministry now is Faithful Workouts. And we've got the exercise, we've got the cooking, we have some books and different things as well. Yeah, I have been to your website. It's faithfulworkouts.com. Is that right? Yes. And you just pour out the videos. You have the workouts. You you go on trips and you do workout videos. You do the uh, uh, cooking show videos. You do all kinds of shows and videos and you just are so generous with sharing. Yeah, I, um, you know, I feel sometimes like I have a message in my heart that if God could just give me a megaphone to the world, I would speak it out because I'm so passionate about some things. You know, when I first, that convention I talked about that I went to before the show, even started. Um, and I know some people kind of get weird when you say, I feel like God said this to me. I don't know what to say. I feel like God says things to me. And he says right. it pretty loud and clear because I have a busy mind. And he's like, I got to get this through all that noise. He has to and get your was, attention. <laughs> he does. And he does. Um, so I was, when I was first at this convention and before it all launched, very clearly there were two words that he said to me. And he said, Michelle, be real. Oh, and wow. I said, Thank you, God, for that word, because I am so bad at being fake. You know, people sometimes are like, put on a mask, put on a little filter. Michelle. Right. You know, but I was real. And the other thing he said was, you're a messenger. And my heart just settled in on that because I was like, who am I to deliver the message of God? Who am I to create these messages? I know I can exercise. I know I can cook. But that and it was just brought this freedom. It's like, yeah. I'm not coming up with the message. If I connect with the spirit in a way that I am truly saying, you speak, I'm, this is yours, God, you use it. It's his message. And I'm just a messenger. And I can do that. I can, I can be a messenger. Yeah. I'm sure I That's one of the things with uh, me. I kind of have the tagline of always real. I actually have an always real moment in this show because to me, you have to be real. If you're fake or you put the mask on, it's really hard to connect with people. So I have loved that watching your videos as well. I think people will see that immediately when they start watching your show, um, following along when you're working out. Like you're not trying to be this 20 year old who has the six pack abs and all of that stuff. You're just like, just be healthy. And that's the one thing I love. I work out all the time and it's not about me being at 15% body fat or whatever. It's just about yeah. taking care of myself because this is a temple that God gave me, right? So we have to take care of it. And I know that's really what you teach and that's your heart is for people to actually take care of themselves. Yeah, it's so hard because when you think about it, the world is giving us a message that is so different in all areas right. really of our lives. We have to stay so grounded in the truth of the Bible. We have to stay connected to the spirit because the world is saying, get skinny. People will love you more. 
you know, it's all about getting people to love you by doing these certain things. And it's like that love from people will never fill you up. It's like you have to. Really, it's about coming from love. I'm, I, because of the love I have already in me, from that love, I want to take care of my body. From that love, I want to go out and help others and do things. It's not so they'll love me more for love. I'm not doing it for love. I'm doing it from love. And when you flip that around a little bit when it comes to your health, I'm doing this from a place of love. I love myself. I do. And a lot of people struggle with saying that. I can say it boldly. Like, I love myself. As flawed and messed as I am, yep. it's because I am God's child. And right. he created me uniquely, and he did not create me perfectly. I mean, That's he's right. perfect. I'm flawed. <laughs> Michelle talks about being like Moses, and we've all heard the story, and if you're not familiar, it's okay. I just encourage you to go to Exodus 3, refresh your memory on the story. In Exodus 3, 11 to 12, it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? What does Moses do here in the scripture? Moses immediately goes into questioning why he had been chosen to go to Pharaoh. Whenever we're called to a higher purpose, we have to process through if we think we're qualified to do the job. And the reality is nobody in the scriptures was all that qualified. Well, of course, Jesus, but nobody else was all that qualified, were they? Moses had a stuttering problem and he was still chosen to be used by God. Throughout this story of Moses talking with God, Moses has some of the same excuses that I've personally had myself, and this has helped me so much, the story and understanding some of Moses' excuses. My hope is it'll help you too. So Moses asked God, who am I? He has this insecurity, doesn't, doesn't he? Moses struggled with his identity. He just didn't feel qualified. He thought God had picked the wrong leader, the wrong guy to do the work. And God's response was what? It doesn't matter who you are, I am with you. And then another excuse Moses had was this. I've never been a good speaker, and Moses was fretting about his inadequacies. Have you ever done that? <laughs> who would listen to him if he couldn't even speak well? And then God's response was what? Guess who made your mouth? And here's what I know. It's always too early to quit. It's never too late to start. If you don't quit, you win. So let go of your history. He's got a great future for you. You will never reach your full potential by quitting every time things get hard. He picked you. You're a wonderful, beautiful child of God. Your true self-worth is based only on what God says about you, not on how you feel about yourself. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. So how did you come to know Jesus? Because I know you were around 40 when you came to know Jesus. Tell me that story, because that is later in life, in a place yeah. that Jesus is not very well known, let's just say it that way. Um, how did you come yeah. to know Jesus? I mean, I, 
in, in one way I can sum it up just like this. He came to me. I, I, um, yeah, he really, really, solely just, he came to me and, um, I, so again, I grew up without any faith. Both my parents are from Europe. Both of them grew up without any faith. Um, my dad passed away when I was three years old. Um, that's a a big story right there about my mom and how awesome she is, but still had no faith. And my husband grew up, um, and he went to church on Sundays, but never more than, can I just get out of this building? That was his attitude growing up. It wasn't like he was really connecting with God. It was more something he had to do, I guess. Um, And so we had three kids in three years. My husband was traveling. I had faithful work. At at that time, I had my own business. I was doing corporate event planning. So it was just boom, like life. And I felt like I was just one stroke. You know, I couldn't keep my head above water, like I'm going to drown here. And I woke up one day, and now mind you, I had never been invited to church. I had never heard the story of Jesus. And I didn't really even know anyone who was following Jesus. And I woke up one day and I just said, Jeff, I think we should go to church. I want the kids to have better morals than I do. And I did. Wow. And so it was the kids. The kids needed church. You know, me, not so much. But the kids needed it. And so um, he's like, yeah, let's just, you know, it's like, and I think obviously God was already working on his heart. The fact that he said, yeah, let's go. And we got something in the mail. So if you're in a church and you send out those little postcards, just know sometimes they really work. A postcard came in my mail and it said family matters. And it said the church times. And that was their new upcoming theme. And I mean, how perfect it comes in my mail just then. And so we walked into church and it within the first couple of weeks, it, I felt like it was one of those scales fell off the eyes, like this is real. And because this is real, I want to start living differently. And I want to tell people like, I, I was like, boom, let's go, you know, but we got baptized in 2004. I was 42 at that time. My husband started working part-time ministry in 2005. That's how fast it all happened for us. Wow. So the kids needed it. (laughs) Yeah. And here you said That three-year-old needs it, Michelle. That two-year-old needs it. You're good. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's interesting. A lot of times people think that somebody needs to come to you to learn about Jesus or to know about Jesus, to develop a relationship with him. And I love your testimony. I love the fact that you just heard from God. You really did. Like you just knew that it was something you wanted to do. Um, maybe you didn't know it was for yourself, but now you know it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You know, like there was no other reason. That's why I said he came to me. It wasn't as though I was interested or I saw people living differently. And I was like, I want that. Or that I had heard the message as a little kid and wanted to go back. None of that. And so when I walked into church, I was like a clean whiteboard. You know, I think so many people, when they walk into church, they, they're carrying baggage. They're carrying, right. like someone took a, um, the wrong marker and wrote on a, a whiteboard, you know, he wants to, you know, you'll be in hell, you better not mess up, all these things. And they've heard these, what I would call straight lies, you know, and, and they're, they're struggling to get those off their mind. Because they're so, it's, and it's the same way when it comes to our health and fitness. We've heard you have to be skinny, you have to, you know, diet, you have this. And those things are hard to get off of us. And so the wonderful thing is I walked into church, it was a whiteboard. I also didn't have a dad, so I had no baggage of a father. You know, I had, he didn't right. choose to leave me. He died at 36. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like those things really helped 
but God also, I think, knows that I'm a blabbermouth. I, I'm not shy. I'll say anything. I don't care what you think about me. And so he's like, okay, I want her on the team. <laughs> you know, yeah, she, it's I tough. love that. So I want to go back to when you were talking about you were working corporate event planning. You were trying to basically stay above water, three kids, working all the time. And I know one of the things that you're really passionate about is helping people to not be stressed. So talk to me about that. Like, what did you learn? How did you come out of that? And how does Jesus play into that for you? Yeah, I I tell you, stress is something that I have studied quite a bit because it affects our physical health in such unbelievable ways. Like if you are not dealing with the stress in your life, you cannot have optimal health. And yeah. so as even, you know, before Jesus, before I knew him, I was already starting to figure out like that stress is bad, but what do you do about it? That's the question, right? How do you get rid of stress? And it's truly this, the only way to get rid of stress is to trust God. Right. The more that you trust him, the more that you can weather the storms, the more that you can walk through it. One of the things I've been studying a lot lately is Psalm 23. And in there when it says, you know, even though I've walked through the shadow of death, but it can also mean even when I walk through my darkest times, right? I'm not afraid because you are with me. Yes. And that sense of knowing, like I, I mean, since coming to know Jesus and walking in faith, I have had struggles come my way for sure. This doesn't mean I don't have things that could cause stress in my life. I have to make that choice to say, God, I have seen you at work in things in the past, and I'm going to just walk out in faith, believing you're still at work here. This isn't the story that I probably choose to write, but you're writing my story, and I can right. walk with you through this. And, um, you know, that's the only... Uh, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about letting people come to know Jesus, because I have to say, I'm one of those people, I, I can get like teary-eyed thinking about the, all the people who don't know Jesus. Yes. You know, obviously I can get teary-eyed because here I am, but I mean, I'm serious, like it breaks my heart. Yeah. Because they, they need him so much, like I needed him and didn't know it for so long. And so for me, whatever it takes, God use me to help them. How did you get started with having such a passion to talk about fitness and then food? And I know you're incorporating faith, but like, how did that all come to, did you go to school? Like, how did you become so passionate about it? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting when I first started teaching again, I feel like I have these two different careers almost. Because when I first started teaching, honestly, it was all about me. I would teach in these clubs in Chicago where I'm on a stage and the lights are flashing and the people are watching. And it was like, if anyone's ever seen the movie Perfect back in the 1980s, Jamie Lee Curtis, it's the whole workout world and scene back then. Yep. I was so in it. We, I was right there. And so really, it was all about me. <laughs> and and, and, and it, uh, most of my life in reality was all about me. Even the fact yeah. that I like, have a kid, they're cute, and they're, it's all about me. Wow. And then, you know, God really came and he just changed so much of it. It wasn't all about me. And he, you know, I came here to Evergreen, Colorado from Chicago and was teaching in just a small club where you had more intimate conversations with people. And, you know, again, the fact that he kind of whispered into my heart, if you want people to know me, start, you know, here's just a great opportunity. And the more that I studied exercise, nutrition, and faith, the more I, they became, um, I became more educated on them all. 
I realized it's truly like a, um, a three-legged stool or the tripod that you know our cameras, our phones sit on. When one of them's out of whack, it's not balanced. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be able to work properly. So when one of my pieces of are um, out of whack, if one of them are out of whack, they're all out, it's not gonna work. So it's bringing them all together that's so important. And, and that's my passion and um, you know, I've been doing that now really since 2009. And I wow. pray God will allow me to do this till the day I die. I cannot think of anything I'd rather help people with because I think it's so important. You know, you can come in and I can meet them with a physical need. Like right now we're doing a sugar challenge. So many people have joined up and they're like, so I quit sugar for 10 days. I said, well, I'm gonna help you get off of it, but I'm really looking to help you make healthier choices for the rest of your life. And what I'm about to teach you for the next 10 days isn't what you're going to expect because I'm going after the heart, <laughs> going after the mind and helping yes. you invite Jesus right into it all. So. Amen. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this because I went onto your website, I saw the 10 day sugar challenge and I want you to talk a little more about that. What made you decide to do that, to bring that to the world and what results have you seen from people? I'm assuming you've done this multiple times. What results have you seen? Yeah, the, the reason I'm doing it is, I, I mean, I don't think I'm overstating this, that sugar is an epidemic, literally, in, our, in the yeah. world. It's keeping people from feeling their best. And here's the deal, they don't know it because they've always right. felt this way. Yes. It's kind of like, I, I, my husband and I, we were talking like when we first started going to church, we would have said life for us was like a four out of five. Like we had money, we had kids, we had jobs, you know, we were living in Colorado, but we had no idea that the scale actually went to 10. We thought, so we thought four was just about as good as it gets, but we had no idea how much better life could be. And I think it's like that when it comes to physical health, people have been eating so much sugar, which does cause inflammation, it causes achy joints, it causes brain fog, it gets in the way of you sleeping, and obviously it puts on weight. I mean, there's so many negative effects to it, but people don't know what it feels like to feel good. I mean, I'm 59 and I swear I feel as good as I did as in my 20s. Yes. I know something I'm gonna have to start to slow it down and that's okay, but for right now, and I'm not, believe me, I will eat french fries once in a while, I'll have some bread with some olive oil, I'll have a glass of wine, I'll, you know, but it's, all of those things are in very much moderation. Yeah. I, the only thing I really don't eat is added sugar. And my hope is for others, once they can get that out of their system, they'll start to feel better. They won't look at it as being deprived because they're actually tasting all these new flavors in food because it's not covered up with sugar all the time. Right. And they're not going to want it anymore. And honestly, because my heart goes back to those who don't know Jesus, when these people start to feel better, and even when they do take off some weight and they have more energy and less brain fog, they are more likely to go. And you know, scripture tells us, and God clearly said to me, Michelle, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, yeah. get those workers ready to go. Help them to be ready to go out in the field. And that takes Good. physical strength, it takes that brain fog gone, it takes all sorts of things. So. I have seen yes. in the past, one of my uh, friends who, when I first met her, she really didn't know Jesus and she definitely knew sugar very well. And um, over the, over time, she started to cut back on that sugar. When I say she used to have 200 grams a day, and if you don't know grams, it's four grams equals one teaspoon. So that's about 50 teaspoons a day of sugar. Yeah, she didn't feel good, all of it. Wow. And, and now she, 
doesn't even want it. But she started asking herself this question. In an hour from now, how am I going to feel about the decision I make now? I thought, what a great way to go through life, right? If I choose not to eat this right now and I choose to eat this, how will I feel in one hour? Okay, how am I going to feel if I do choose? Beautiful way to think about life. And so, yeah, she's come off of another another girl um, realized that when her mom was dying in the hospital every day at three, she'd go get a soda and a candy bar. And she continued at three, even after her mom had passed and she was out of the hospital at three, she always went and got it. And she thought, oh, I just, it's just that time of day, I need some sugar. What she realized is she was longing for the comfort that that brought her in a hard situation. Yeah. But scripture tells us that's not comfort, he is. Right. So she started to now turn away from that at three and let that be a time of prayer. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. You know, I went to church one day and um, one of the resources we have at Women of Faith are a resource on habits and addictions. And it's such a helpful resource. I would encourage anybody to go who's struggling with sugar or any type of habit that they want to stop, any type of addiction that they want to stop. I would encourage anybody to get that Keys for a Living resource on the topic. But I remember years ago, I went to church and these people were coming up on stage and saying, yeah, I am no longer drinking. I'm no longer on illegal drugs. I'm no longer on prescription drugs. And then somebody came up and said, I'm no longer addicted to sugar. And I thought they were so dumb. Like when I heard that, it never registered in my brain that you could be addicted to sugar. Oh, for sure. And yeah, so when that happened, God really was waking me up because I realized that I was having sugar all the time. Every evening, every evening, like clockwork, I had to go get the sugar. I had to go get the sugar. Somehow I would find it. And I realized I am addicted to sugar. When I thought this other person was so dumb because (laughs) they were addicted to sugar and they had been free from it. But I realized God was telling me, Alita, you're addicted to sugar. And so I went and got off of it. And I have to be Uh really Uh careful. How How did you get off it? God, really, it was just prayer and saying, help me realize that you are my comforter, that the sugar is not the comfort. It was just every evening. It was a habit, just something I always did. And then I just said, look, you're my comforter, not that sugar. And I don't want to feel that way. All of those um, symptoms that you were talking about, yes, I had those things as well. And I do not want that. I want my brain to be clear so I can be living the life that God wants me to live. So um, habits and addictions, thank you. Um, I know that you and I just have such a heart for that. And then we talk about good habits, working out, eating healthy. And I know that's such your heart. Yeah, I'll tell you, one of the things, when it, whether it's a, a habit you're trying to like get off of or start, or an addiction you're trying to really push away, there's this, this ABC thing that I came up with that I, I should say, I'm sure God came up with it because I'm just not that smart, but it's just this. A is ask God for help. I mean, the Bible says it all over the place, right? Ask, 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 ask will be given. And then B is believe he can help you. 
it's one thing to throw up a prayer and be like, well, check that off the list, you know, but that's not going to help. But to truly start, like when you ask God for help to say, you know, nothing's impossible with you, God. I know that, you know, I can do all things through you, God. And so you believe. And then the C is check your motives. God cares about our motives. And like, so why do we want to get off sugar? Why do we want to be set free from this addiction? Or why do we want to start this habit? Your why, not only does God care about it, if your why is not big enough, you're going to go back to your old ways. And so whatever you're dealing with, I just believe, ask, believe, and check your motives. Know your why. And honestly, if your why, if you're saying the reason I want to get off sugar is because I want to look better, you know, God knows that heart of yours. And he's going to, if you go to him and say, God, help me to change this in my own heart. I don't want this to be the sole reason, but I'm being honest with you. It is. Help me to want to do this because this is your temple and not be so caught up in what the scale of my pants says. Like, you know, going to him, even with your, your own motive is absolutely wonderful to go to him with that. Michelle, you just shared the truth bomb for the show. This was Michelle <laughs> Spatafora's truth bomb for the show, ABC. <laughs> when life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. Michelle, I know your friends think that you can tell a lot of funny stories about yourself. So share one with us today. <laughs> oh my goodness, the things that I walk into at times are just so funny. So one time there was a church in Pakistan and they had asked me to come on um, live on video to do a sermon for their church. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. You know, it's going to be at three in the morning, my time. No problem. I'll set my alarm. And, you know, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, okay, shirt on top, jammies on the bottom because they can't see, you know. And we had kind of talked, talked through the whole, like, what was going to happen. Um, but she definitely left out a super important piece. So it starts off, like she had said, and there was worship music. They were singing. And I can see everybody, and they're sitting, like, on laps in this like small church and they are so happy, clapping their hands, singing along like this. And all of a sudden she says, okay, Michelle, how about if you lead us in worship now? Now, hear me, I cannot carry a tune. Like my husband says, it's hard for him to sing if I sing, cause I'm so off key. I love music, but I am not a singer. But what happened, but I, I, I know a lot of Christian songs. So all of a sudden it was like, Every Christian song that has ever been in my brain was zapped out of it. I could think of not one song. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to buy time. And I'm like, oh, worship is beautiful. Yes. It's, and I'm doing with the translator and everything. Worship is beautiful. 
okay, I'm just going to um, sing a short song for today. Still have no idea what I'm going to say. And I start, to whatever reason, I close my eyes and I start to go, Jesus, he loves our soul. He loves, and I say, and I, I say he loves our soul 50 times. And that was it. And I look out at the people and they're like this. And I'm like, okay, that's it. That's my song. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm trying, like the rest of the time, I'm supposed to now like do a sermon, like a serious thing. And all I want to do is bust out laughing. And I cannot wait to go wake up my husband and tell him what I just did. <laughs> so I'm sure they're still talking about it too. Remember that lady who's been saying that song? We've never heard it. <laughs> but the oh cool my thing goodness. Is, I, I guess if you're going to say any lyrics over and over, how about, I mean, Jesus loves your soul. I thought that was pretty like. <laughs> It could have been worse. <laughs> oh, I mean, you should not ask anybody to lead worship if they don't actually lead worship. Music. And we're no, talking about music here. You can, or, maybe you should have just picked a different type of worship, just not worship music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, that's something that should have been in the schedule, okay? Michelle leads worship, should have been part of the schedule. Anyway. In your contract next time. I do yeah. not lead worship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I one time went to the wrong church to preach, but didn't know I was at the wrong church. And it was an odd thing, but I had a dog that was 110 pounds who was going to be part of the, all this stuff. I was at the wrong church and walked in in the middle with a humongous dog who looked like a bear who laid in the middle of the aisle of the church. That's another story for another day. If you had to give advice to yourself from 10 years ago or your younger self, it doesn't have to be 10 years, but a, your younger self, because I know you came to Jesus as a, at a later age, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give to yourself? You know, just even a short time ago, I would have said to my younger self, stop it. Don't do this. There's a better way. Come to know Jesus. Quit, you know, change your behavior. I would have said like a million things to my younger self about the way I was acting about coming to know Jesus. But in reality, I had this beautiful thing happen last summer. And um, when I start the story, you're going to say, that doesn't sound so beautiful. But what happened was I walked into the kitchen one morning and I have two um, kind of adult boys and they were both home and they were kind of smirking at me and they said hey michelle you want to go do some shot or hey mom hey mom you want to go do some shots and i'm like it's nine in the morning you know no like what's looking at I'm like what? Uh, no oh, yeah do you want to oh how about how about some cigars you want to go so smoke cigars and i'm like mm, thanks well then they took out their phones and they had gone into my old photo album that i meant to get rid of and never did and they took some pictures and they thought it was more funny but it it crushed me because I, I had I was still carrying shame and guilt mm. over my past. And I was just like, even my boys know now it's, you know, and I and this I had been a believer for a long time at this point. But I still it was still lingering in there, that shame and that wow. guilt. And I, I went outside and I sat with God and I was like, oh, help me with this pain I'm feeling right now. And he said, you know, Michelle, your past and the things you've done they play a huge role into you not judging what people are doing. People can tell you their story and you don't judge because there's a good chance you've done it. And that's, that's part wow. of your story. And then he said the most beautiful thing. He said, your photo album looks different now. 
Yes. And that's what I'm looking for. The wow. change. You, you were here without me, but now you're here. And I thought, I get, and, and so my, this freedom from shame and guilt and everything yes. just started to finally go away. And then I did this coolest thing. I walked the Camino shortly after that. The Camino, I did a 155 mile hike and I spent so much time with God. And in that, any bit of shame and guilt was removed because he literally was like, that isn't the part to wish never happened. It's yep. the part needed you. It's it, you needed to go through that to to appreciate this. Yes. And I wow, just, Michelle, I, that's so, so good. Oh my goodness, I want freedom from shame and guilt for everybody now that I've like fully experienced, like I thought I experienced it. But yes. now I'm like, bring up my past, and I'll I'll put a smile on my face and even tell you the story. Not yes. that I wish it on others necessarily, but it was my story, and that's what God. He's not. He he's like, I was there with you then. But now, yep. now, now you're the person I really created you to be. But that was part of the creation of process. So anyway, that's my story. That's so good. And Michelle, I think God said the exact same thing to me. Shame and guilt has been a huge part of my life. All the crazy stuff that I did before I really came to have a relationship with Jesus. And my old photo album looked probably similar to yours. And it's <laughs> like, you know what? That is how we are able to help people because we understand where they were. And that's what I always want our viewers to know is like, it doesn't matter where you were, God loves you and you can lay all that down and you can have freedom from the shame and guilt. So thank you for sharing that part of your story. I really appreciate that. Michelle, I am cheering you wildly. I can't wait for other people to be watching your shows on Liftable and anywhere else that they can find them. Thank you for sharing your story talking about stress, talking about habits and addictions. We're just cheering you wildly. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's so easy to talk to you. Thank you so much for, <laughs> you know, allowing me to be on the show with you. And I hope this isn't um, our only time we get to sit and hang out. Oh, it definitely won't be. Thanks, Michelle. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.